fair warning, this episode has lots of movie spoilers and salty language. Welcome to What Are We Even Doing? I'm your host, Rochelle, and each week I talk to interesting people about what they're making, reading, watching, creating, and doing. This week I'm talking to my best friend, Greg, about the movies we're watching while sheltered in place. Enjoy! Greg, how are you doing? Pretty good. How about you? I'm pretty good, pretty good. Um, Shelter in place is already old. I'm already tired of it, and we still have a long way to go, so that's not that cool. Tired of doing dishes. How about you? Yeah, it's been pretty crappy overall, just trying to kind of take it one day at a time. But we are able to catch up on all our movie watching, which has been awesome, because it's something that I've always wanted to do. Yeah, I don't know if I would call it awesome. It's been pretty hit and miss. But, uh, I'm just kidding. Watching TV isn't something that I really need to do more of, but what are you going to do after dark? Right. Yeah, it has been hit and miss. We're going to give you some reviews of the movies that we've watched so far. We've actually watched a lot of movies. 14 movies since we've been under lockdown. Oh, wow. I know, that's a lot. That's more than I would see in a whole year, probably. Somehow it seems like 20 movies, though. <laughs> well, besides these 14 movies, we have watched some stand-up specials, which are like, I know, you know, 90 minutes or whatever, so. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of movie night, too. As we know, those are also pretty hit and miss. Um, they actually are, I think the ratio of good to bad is a little better on the comedy specials. Don't you think so? I mean, so far we've only seen a couple dumb ones and... The rest have been pretty good. Yeah, the stand-up ones seem to be a little better overall, I would say. I agree with that. Yeah. So, shall we just go down the list that I made? I They're not in chronological order, or any kind of order, really. Uh, this is sure, why not? Just the order that I remembered them in. Alright, cool. Let's go. Let's start reviewing these movies. There will be spoilers, so I will try to indicate in the show notes where the spoilers happen if you haven't seen the movie that, that we're talking about and you want to you do want to watch it someday. So the first movie on the list is Wine Country. Remember that one? Sadly, yes, I do. <laughs> I I think that was on Netflix. I don't recall. We should add that to our list I know. next time. We probably. should, actually. Some of these movies uh, may not be on Netflix anymore because we were picking movies that were leaving Netflix in April. So, um, Okay, Wine Country was, um, that was with Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph. Rachel Dratch, and it's about some middle-aged women who go to Napa for some for someone's 50th birthday. I thought it was dumb. I didn't like it. We actually saw that on the list of top comedies on Netflix for March, and I would not call it a top comedy. No, me neither. I thought it was pretty weak overall. I mean, uh, definitely weak. And for some comedies, I have like a what you might call a low standard if it's. <laughs> If it's funny, and even in a dumb way, I can enjoy it. But this was, I don't know, like I said, kind of weak. And it had like what almost was like an all-star cast, too. Yeah, it definitely had a lot of stars. Um, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, like I said. Um, 
funny people, but not a funny movie. And the, the, so you know how I am. And if things are not realistic, I have a hard time <laughs> getting over it. I'm willing yes, to, I'm will. So in Marvel movies, none of it's realistic. So I'm willing to suspend disbelief to enjoy that. I know that the whole, um, genre is just like made up stuff and like people can do crazy shit and it's, it's not realistic at all. But if a movie is about real life people, then what they do needs to be realistic. And um, for the Airbnb owner to constantly be at the property was like driving me nuts because that never happens. Maybe in some Airbnbs it does. It did seem a little far-fetched. And... Well, and then uh, Jason Schwartzman, who plays a chef or whatever, caretaker type person, who quote unquote comes with the property, that would be like in the listing. That's not a surprise that your guests find out when they see the guy making breakfast one morning. Like, that's just bullshit. Anyway, uh, I'm going to give that a thumbs down and not recommend it. Yeah. I kind of gave mine ratings on stars, like out of, okay. out of five stars. Nice. So definitely that was a one star for me. Oh, okay. Bad. Real bad. Don't watch it. Yeah. The next movie is something that I've always wanted to see. Um... In fact, when Unspooled did their episode on this movie, I, I skipped it so that I could, because I knew I wanted to see it. Um, Shawshank Redemption. Been out for a while. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to watch it until... Right. Until I forget this. what year it came out, but um, it was actually a little older than I had thought before oh, I had watched it again. But um, sadly, I, I for, must have forgot it because I saw it. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen this. <laughs> but I thought I hadn't. <laughs> Uh, so I did watch the I did listen to the unspooled episode after I after I watched the movie and it came out in um, I want to say ninety three but it was the same year as Pulp Fiction, right. Jurassic Park and something else something else big so it actually was a little bit of a box office flop but Ted Turner got the rights to it or he I don't think he bought the rights but he somehow got a licensing agreement so he could play it on TBS. So it like started playing on TBS all the time and became like a real popular movie with especially women, they said on Unspooled. Like a lot of women really love really? this movie, even though there's no women in the movie. Other than the flashbacks of someone killing his wife. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Oh yeah, spoiler, it's about a murder. Don't If you uh, don't want to find out about Shawshank Redemption, if you haven't seen it yet and don't know what it's about, there's going to be some spoilers. Um... I thought it was, uh, I thought it was okay. I thought it was a little bit sappy and a little bit simplistic, but, um, it was, it was all right. I was, I wasn't sad. I watched it. I enjoyed it. And, um, it's like a pretty interesting, cool story. Like overall, I would say it is a little bit sappy and had some good acting, some just okay acting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I would recommend, I would, get, would rec recommend it to, to watch, I guess, if, if you're into that kind of movie. And I would also recommend if you do watch it to listen to the episode of Unspooled that talks about it because that gave a lot of insight. Yeah, I didn't, I enjoyed it and I wasn't sorry I watched it and I would probably recommend it. But like, for some reason I always heard it was so great <laughs> and yes. such like a classic and stuff. Yes. I definitely wouldn't say that in my opinion. I mean, well... Uh, it's good, but not great, I don't think. Yes, I absolutely agree. Um, it's on the AFI Top 100 Movies of All Times. Um, and it's also the IMDb Top Movie rated by viewers. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. I I don't know. It's not 
it's not a number one movie, in my opinion. Right. It's like just okay. It's something that if it comes on TV and there's, you know, like those kind of movies you kind of accidentally watch where just like it's on and you just like somehow <laughs> watch it. And you're like, oh, okay. Maybe that's that's how I watched cool. it before. I don't know. Yeah. Good story. Kind of like a nice twist at the end and stuff, but um, it's slightly underwhelming due to the hype, I would say, for me. Right. And I mean, as far as twist at the end, if you don't know what happens at the end of the movie, you've been living under a rock. Because, I mean, <laughs> right. I knew what was going to happen. I knew what happened. Spoiler alert, the guy does break out of prison. Uh, another thing that they talked about on the podcast was that um, in the book, they mentioned that Andy's escape was actually the 11th escape from that prison. So it's not like uh-huh. it was... You know, escape from Alcatraz type situation where like nobody gets off the rock. It had been done before. So anyway. Speaking of that, as we were watching, I kept uh, mixing it up with parts of Escape from Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah. The pr- other prison break movies. So uh, next is, and like I said, these are not in chronological order. It's only the order that I remember them. So next on the list Did you is give your rating of Shawshank. Um. Well, How are we doing that? Mm, if I had out of five stars, I'd give it a three, I think. Would you do? I gave it a three as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it deserves a three. Okay. Okay, so next on the list is Coco, which is a Pixar movie that's um, playing on Disney+. And um, I thought that was very good. I actually think that of all the movies on this list, the Pixar ones are like at the top, <laughs> top of the list for me. Yeah, I was noticing that when I was uh, like going back and trying to recall them and rating them and taking little notes and stuff. That uh, Pixar, overall, yeah, definitely the best movies we've seen out of what limited we've done so far. Yeah, they all have a really good story arc. Like they have, I wouldn't call them formulaic, but they do follow like a formula where the, you know, it like makes a nice arc. And Coco in particular had like a nice twist at the end. And spoilers are coming. I did not expect that the guy who he was with, Hector, the whole time was going to end up being the, the, the great-grandpa. Did you Did no. you have any idea? Yeah. No. Total total twist. I don't see how we didn't know, though. They, they hit it pretty good, I guess. Yeah. It was not... Well, because I'm like thinking, like, how are they going to paint this... What was his name? De La Cruz? I forget. De La Cruz, I think. How are they going to... How is this guy going to end up being like a hero in this story? He's like getting worse and worse as it goes on. And I'm like, and then when you find out that he like poisoned the one guy, you're like, this guy's a fucking murderer. Like, how right. is he the hero? He's like a total then, sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. But then it ends up, the twist is, he's not the grandpa. Um, I definitely would get, I think I could get that five out of five, I think. Wow. I definitely liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I didn't know much about it going into it. And, um. Good story and like some really good animation. Oh yeah, the animation. <laughs> they make those people look. The expressions are so realistic. But they they're not drawn in a realistic sense. No, no, no. So much they're cartoony. Right, right, right. But the way they do it, the way they yes. move, and their worlds and stuff are just so yeah. like well done. Yeah. But the way they convey emotion too is is very very realistic to me. Yeah. Like the the. You know, the eye rolls or the, you know, like the mount, the facial expressions that they make are right. super, super realistic. So what'd you give it? I give it four stars. All right. Respectable. I'm a tough critic, though. It has to be. I mean, you know. Not four and a half? <laughs> I didn't do any halves, but maybe I was planning on going back and 
on upon a second rating, kind of maybe adjust some of these, but mm. that's close enough, I guess. But I liked it a lot. I would definitely recommend it for sure. Yeah, definitely. You can adjust your ratings on the fly. It's no no problem. Yeah. I like to leave a little room. What if I see one that's like better than what I already gave something a five, you know? But you don't have to rate them against each other. Just rate them against a standard. Right. Like they do with dogs at dog shows. Okay. The next movie on the list is another one that was leaving Netflix um, in April. So it may be on there by the time you hear this. It, it may not be. Um, but it's old. So if you haven't seen it by now... I'm sure you can find it somewhere. And that is Blade Runner, the final cut, which is the director's cut um, by director Ridley Scott. I've never really been compelled to watch it, but seeing that it was on Netflix and it was like leaving in, in April, I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. I mean, it's supposed to be like a classic. Um, what do you think of it? Um, the same kind of, like I always, I always actually wanted to watch it. Um, I always kind of thought Ridley Scott was supposed to be a great director and I like Harrison Ford and it seemed like a cool kind of future story, you know, and stuff. And also, um, very like hyped from, yes. I always heard it was such, yes. such a classic. Like a must-see um, movie. And yeah. And I mean, I don't want to spoil the rest of our review, but I didn't like it that much. It was it was pretty boring, I thought. And... You have to be honest with the reviews. I didn't like <laughs> it either. I I would probably give it like a two stars out of five. I gave it two stars as well. Yeah. I mean, it was so dark visually. Not the tone, but just like the literal like lightness of the scenes and stuff. That it just was a drag. Like all the apartments, the interior scenes were so dark that you couldn't even really tell what was going on a lot of the times. Um, I don't have a problem with it being dark or anything like that. And visually, it kind of looked cool. Like, if you think so. of it like as if you just took a picture of a scene, and some of them would look really cool, but like just not interesting enough to me or something. It was kind of bland and boring. Like It was definitely boring. I like the storyline, kind of. But again, the acting was like, yeah. man... Not good. Harrison Ford wasn't terrible, but he wasn't his greatest. And some other people who are established actors, not so great. I mean, no. I don't know. <laughs> no. A lot of overacting. Maybe that was just the direction. I did not like it. I thought it was... I do not think anyone needs to see it, honestly. <laughs> um, this makes me wonder, how do these get so... Uh, a reputation for being so classic and great... I mean, I'm pretty open-minded yeah. for seeing a movie. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. The story was not much. I mean, and... I like the future rule setting with the whole, all the replicants and stuff, and now they're trying to hunt them down or whatever, and there's some rebelling and all that. It seemed interesting, but like, it wasn't like a well-told story or something. I don't know. To me, it seemed like so 80s, very <laughs> self-indulgent, the sets were just, like, so, like, overwrought with this darkness. I'm doing finger quotes. You know, like, they're constantly in this, like, market. I, I'm not sure if it was in China. The first title says Los Angeles. But then everything looks like China. The, the 
So maybe China takes over L.A.? I, I'm not really sure. I just kind of thought it was like a Chinatown in L.A. kind of future Chinatown in L.A. thing. Whatever. For everything is filthy. Uh, I don't know. It's like the same type of... I don't know why they do this in a lot of futuristic movies, but they make their technology... Like they can fly around in these weird little planes everywhere, but then everywhere is everyone is living in squalor. Right. So it's like... And it's, it's old. It's it's played. Maybe not. Maybe because I've at the I'm, time it wasn't played. Maybe it wasn't. <laughs> maybe it wasn't. It, it it did nothing for me. And then we watched that recap thing on YouTube afterward to try to like explain the ending because I didn't get it and I was more confused than ever. They're saying that Harrison Ford's character is also a replicant. Well, that doesn't make any sense. But was he though? Well, I don't know. Because very vague. I mean, but. The whole thing with the unicorn and then the unicorn origami, and it's just like, I don't know. I didn't get it. Him being a replicant doesn't even make sense. Well, again, it was, to me, very trying to speak about, I think, reality and stuff, probably, and different things, too. So I kind of get, I don't know. That, that wasn't the worst parts of it for me. but No, but like I said, out. Whatever level of reality you set for me, I expect you to perform within that reality. Right. So I'm willing to suspend. Well, he could have been a replicant. Why not? Apparently, there is replicants who didn't know there were replicants, and it's like a thing. So. But he, they made it seem like he had been around for a long time. He's supposed to be like this number one replicant hunter. So if a replicant can only live for four years, did they make like a new model replicant to hunt other replicants? I don't know. So a lot of it's vague and it's so vague. not really explained. And um, I, I didn't like it. Anyway, one of the funny parts to <laughs> me though was that um, so this is some you know far off future story or whatever, and it's set in 2019. Yeah, it already <laughs> yeah it already happened. <laughs> I don't have a flying car yet, or nope. like a robot. Nope. <laughs> okay, so two stars out of five. I gave that two stars as well. Yeah. The next movie on the list is Inside Out, which is also a Pixar, and it's playing on Disney Plus right now. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Always, if you have Disney Plus, you'll be able to see these. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was pretty good. Me too. Um, Another good Pixar movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't like it quite as much as Coco, just maybe because the story, I think, wasn't quite as whatever, developed or whatever. Yeah. But um, I liked it a lot. I mean... I I liked it. Of all the um, Pixar movies we've watched so far, that probably isn't my favorite one, but it was it was good, and I would totally recommend it. But, but they're at a higher level so yeah, far, yeah. I think. So <laughs> definitely, yeah. The story was pretty cute, um, but not like overly cute. I didn't think the didn't story was so questions. much the thing. To me, maybe I'm just read too much into things, but like the whole premise of like how emotions rule everything we mm -hmm. do. And it shows, like, the inner workings of your brain or whatever mm -hmm. and the things that are going on, supposedly, mm -hmm. that make you do what you're supposed to, you're not supposed to do, or either way, I guess. But, um, I don't know. It's, like, a great, like, metaphor, at least, if nothing mm -hmm. else, kind of, of a lot of things like that. It just brought to mind a lot of, like, mindfulness things that are about today and slightly Buddhist and Zen things of, like, controlling your emotions and don't always listen to what your emotions are saying because they don't always tell you the truth and stuff, you know. Oh, yeah, that is a good point. 
Um, one of the things I really liked about it was when they were showing like other people's emotions, like when right. they showed the moms uh-huh. and the dads and how they all had the same like emotions, but they were so different from each other, from other people's. Well, right. And I didn't realize that until they showed to other people, but like the Riley. Mm-hmm. Um, so her uh, emotion that was in charge kind of was joy, mm-hmm. but it seemed like the other one, I forget what it was. Maybe the dad was mm-hmm. anger. Kind of who's in charge, and the other one was like whatever. I forget uh-huh. what it was, maybe sadness or something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was good. Um, I thought it was a better way if you look deeper into it. Maybe I'm looking, seeing stuff that's not there, but superficially, it wasn't like a great story, and the animation wasn't quite as good as Coco. I thought, but yeah. I like the whole, the whole emotion metaphor things and stuff. Yes, I agree. I will give that one four stars out of five. I get that one three. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Harsh. Yeah. Three, that's what you gave Shawshank Redemption. You think this movie, movie is on... Oh, okay, okay. This was good, but not, not great either, I thought. I mean... All right. Fair enough. If you look at it on the surface, it was kind of way over-simplistic, maybe meant for little kids. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. It was pretty simplistic. And some of the things were just dumb. <laughs> I mean, I know... I don't have a problem suspending reality or whatever, but like, so some of the things about how the emotions rule what you do and the emotions deal with each other and try to figure out which one is going to, you know, be the lead emotion in any given scenario. But then some of the stuff was like so dumb and. Yeah, some of the situations were a little bit cartoony. Some of the mental procedures kind of made sense, you know, when they broke them down and had people doing their jobs or whatever. And some were just like, Kind of too stupid. Yeah, I agree. Although but it was the, still good. What was the one? Train of thought was a good one. Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes you miss the train of thought, you know, or whatever, and like timing and <laughs> just like it's, it's weird, yeah. You know. Right. Yeah, it had some good concepts, I believe. And I de- definitely would recommend it. Yeah. Because it was interesting. I'd much recommend that over Blade Runner. Oh, definitely. <laughs> anyway. uh, yeah. Okay, so next on our list is um, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. I'm not really sure how we end up watching that one. Sometimes it's just uh... random, and we just come across it, and it hits us (laughs) at the right time, and we decide to go for it, or else we're just tired of looking for something and just, okay, fine, let's just watch this. Right, right. I have to say that Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is one of my favorite movies. It's colossally stupid, but it's got the jokes. Um, This one was pretty much as stupid as I expected it to be. I wasn't really holding out any high hopes for this movie. That's funny. My first note is pretty much as expected. (laughs) (laughs) My note's as dumb as expected. (laughs) I can accept dumb. Like the first Jay and Bob, it was dumb, but it it was like very funny. This was not quite as funny. It earned the reboot uh, tag. The second half was better than the first, for sure. Yeah, but then the second half kind of tried to start being too, like, all sappy. And oh, that part I didn't trying like. Trying to, like, learn a lesson. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. Okay. I will take out that part with Ben Affleck, who looked weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Was he made up some weird way? Or I he just don't weird know. During, like, I don't know. If he's, I do not know. And I don't want to, like, comment too much on people's looks. That seems fucked up, but. I did think all the, the, what do we call it, 
throw back, bringing back people yes, for cameos yes. were pretty, were pretty yes, funny. Yes, yes. <laughs> there was a lot of throwback shit. The Matt Damon so. one was pretty funny, too. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Damon looks really good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, I probably would give... Oh, that's hard to say. Definitely better than Blade Runner, but I'm not sure as good as Shawshank Redemption. Maybe I gave two it to you. I, I might maybe maybe two and a half. I think part of my giving it any good parts would be part of it is nostalgic. So I like the first one. Yeah. And I like them. They're funny. Yeah. Usually, but man, Jada looked like shit. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. He didn't he age was, very well, no. man. Well, he was a junkie for a while. So. Right, right. <laughs> We're just glad he's alive. Yeah, and and. Uh, I stand by two. I guess. Okay. That's pretty. Uh, I'll, it wasn't bad. I'll throw out the extra half and say terrible. two and a half. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. I, I I don't know if I would recommend it unless you're a already a big Jane Silent Bob fan. I, I would say you probably won't like it. Well, because being a reboot, a lot of it's just referencing the other movie and stuff too. Yeah. So a lot of the things yeah. that were kind of funny to us might not have been if you didn't know the first one. Yeah. Right. I would say if you were going to watch a Jay and Silent Bob movie, to watch Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I think that's the best one. Yeah. I think so. I think it's better than Clerks. And better oh, than... yeah. Clerks is not good. In my opinion. Well, that's how it all started. I know, uh, okay, so next on the list is Murder Mystery, which is on Netflix, and that is uh, Adam Sandler vehicle, uh, also starring Jennifer Aniston. It's like a husband and wife going on vacation, and they fall into this, you know, hijinks, murder mystery type deal. Right. Um, I actually liked it. I thought it was pretty funny. It was funnier than I expected it to be. Yeah, I wasn't that big of a fan. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> It was okay, but not good, I would say. Nothing bad about it, but it was very much just one of those formula movies. And like all the expected kind of jokes and whatever and stuff. And Adam Sandler and uh, Jennifer Aniston are fairly funny together and stuff. So they it was like had a terrible. Good, good chemistry, I thought. But it, to me, it was like no good story or not great jokes or anything. It was just, <laughs> I thought it was actually kind of funny. Like just <laughs> like a, I don't know. Sitcom level funny. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's they right. had some pretty cute jokes, I thought, and there were like some running jokes. And I didn't know who the murderer was. Did you? No, and thinking about it now, I can't even remember. <laughs> you probably fell asleep. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I thought for sure it was going to be the guy who invited them to the yacht. Right. But it wasn't. Who was it? It was the actress. Uh, yeah, to me, it was like barely, the story was not interesting to follow or anything. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It was kind of funny, though. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I would give it three. I gave it two. Mmm. I would say that... I don't think it was any better than the Jay and Silent Bob one. I thought it was better than Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, okay. Yeah. Definitely. Well, all right. Okay. The next... Movie on our list uh, is on Prime, and it's called Blow the Man Down. This was another movie that was on a list of best movies to watch in March. So I like comedy, and it says it, that it's a comedy, but it's not a comedy. There's nothing funny about this movie. I don't even think they tried to tell jokes. Well, 
it said comedy, suspense, something. It wasn't like it was supposed to be a straight-up comedy. It was kind of funny how stupid the people were, right. but... I was kind of like, I don't know. I didn't know much about it, but you had said it was, like, you know, well-rated and stuff. But then watching the trailer, it, like, seemed like a promising, like, yeah. story or yeah. whatever. Like, you know, it seems kind of interesting. And yeah. Turned out to not be what I even thought it was about totally. Yeah. But still, the the thing with the whole, um, well, look, the murder and stuff, and then mm -hmm. the whole backstory of, like, the town kind of sanctioning the whorehouse. Yeah. But then now it's a problem and stuff. Mm -hmm. and that was kind of an interesting subplot or whatever, I thought. I feel like it had a lot of potential, but it just right. was a mess. And what I wrote in my notes is um, bad, stupid, unlikable characters. <laughs> No closure. <laughs> the end was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the end. So my notes on it were seemed promising, interesting plot, but poorly executed, and it fell flat. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't understand it, and spoilers, uh, the girls were so stupid. <laughs> For one, why did they put the body in the cooler that's marked with their brand name? I mean, they should have just freaking thrown the body straight into the water with the anchor. There was no need to put it in a cooler. Well, yeah, and if they just threw it in the water, they wouldn't have had to, like, dismember the guy and do yeah. all that and leave the knife and everything yeah. else, too. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're criminals or right. they should know how to fucking commit a murder. Exactly. And the one girl was really fucking stupid. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, paying in front of people with a $100 bill. She's a broke-ass bitch. Pays with a 100 tells the bartender out loud to keep the change. And it's like, come on. Yeah. No. Well, who doesn't know a cooler floats? Especially if your business is, like, fishing and fishery or whatever. There's no chance in hell that they haven't dropped a cooler over the side. Coolers float. They all float. <laughs> That's a terrible thing to put a fucking body in. Right. It was, yeah, like I said, kind of, could have been a cool story. Yeah. But it just wasn't, wasn't told very well at all. Yeah. And then the end was confusing. It what did you think about the end? It like they just kind of all of a sudden wrapped it up. Exactly. Like, yeah. They're right. like, okay, this is not working. Let's just wrap this shit up and go home. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it kind of seemed like. But what do you think that lady that found, that was washing out the cooler, like, what do you think her, she was going to do? My take on it was that, like, they kind of knew something went down, and they were okay with it, so they were helping to cover up. Okay, that's what I thought, too. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because they were glad that that guy was dead, I think. Well, we know they have very uh, situational morals, anyway. <laughs> right, this yeah. Town, so. <laughs> <laughs> this harsh Maine town. <laughs> it was kind of interesting. You always hear about people from Maine and how, whatever salty they are and stuff. yeah so right kinda, yeah it was all right right i only gave it two stars still i would give that but, one yeah two stars maybe one star i i would not recommend <laughs> it i had it at one and then i put two because i kind of liked some parts of it mm. but it just, just was poorly done and just didn't yeah i don't know what they did when they made it but yeah it, it yeah and margo they didn't do it justice what's her name margo martindale I forget her name. Her accent was not good. <laughs> right. <laughs> some acting was okay and some was not great. And right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Probably done overall. Yes, I agree. Um, okay, next we have Hot Rod, which was on Netflix, but it was a movie that was leaving in April, so I'm not sure if it'll still be available to watch. We've seen it. This is probably like the third time I've seen it. I think this is the only one on the list that we've already seen. Yeah. Yeah. And more than once. And we've always loved it. Yeah. It's dumb, but it's funny. That's I love Andy Samberg. Kind of my point, yeah, because it is it's dumb. I mean, come <laughs> on. It's like silly and dumb. And um But I I don't know. I like the whole thing. Like when I was a kid, my generation was like evil Knievel and yes, stuff. Yes, totally. So I totally got you know, like we used to like build jumps and try and do stuff when we were kids too. <laughs> We didn't like keep doing it like he did when yes. he was like an adult or whatever. <laughs> um, and funny people in it, funny yeah. story, and I like the stupid humor and the physical humor. And yeah, yeah, it was good. I agree. I would re totally recommend it. I would say three and a half. I gave that four stars. Whoa. I mean, usually I don't like to rewatch things over and over. Yeah. But watching it again for what had to be at least the third time. Yeah. Still funny. Yeah, I think so too. I put dumb, but sweetly funny. <laughs> Seen before, but still funny. Comedic Evil Knievel twist is great. Silly, but funny dialogue and gags, I put. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like the whole thing of him always like fighting his uh, father, <laughs> stepdad. Step <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> stupid, really stupid. Yeah, very stupid. <laughs> Oh, it God. is kind of sappy with the whole, especially the love story yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Talking about having to suspend, you know, belief in reality. Like, why would like some hot chick like hook up with him? Really? I don't know. Aw, because he's so sweet and he is cute. And her other boyfriend was Will Arnett, who's <laughs> right. just seems like an asshole. <laughs> he's good at doing that. Yeah. Funny guy. He's, he might be a delightful person in real life, but he plays an asshole like so good. He really does. Yeah. Um, uh, Lars and the Real Girl. That was on Netflix. That was uh, next on the list. And um, I, I have here worse than I thought. <laughs> totally unbelievable. Um. Well, unbelievable. Yes. I didn't really know what to expect other than just I knew it was about someone who got like a real doll. Yeah. Whatever they call them. Um, real doll, I think is the actual name. Okay. Yeah. My notes say, odd storyline, unlikely but promising character reactions like of the whole town, like yeah, accepting. Yeah. Right. Like liking this one guy so much that they will accept her and no one is going to be a, be a jerk. About it to him. I mean, come on. I actually I just can't I find that very hard to believe. But that part I found believable because it seemed like a small town, and he was like really involved in the church. I didn't really have a problem with that. The part that I didn't find believable was once Lars realized spoilers that he was kind of over the real doll and wanted to hook up with the real the real live girl. Mm -hmm. What he did to, like, get himself out of the relationship with the real doll seemed preposterous and psychotic. So for him to say that she is dying, like she went into a coma, quote unquote, 
and he couldn't wake her up. Then they take the fucking doll to the hospital. So the whole time that this is going on, um, the brother and sister of Lars trick him into going to counseling by saying that the doll is sick and that she's going for treat or the doctor says that she needs treatments like weekly treatments or whatever. Right. That I thought was okay, whatever. But when she has to be taken by ambulance to a hospital and hospitalized, I'm thinking, who the fuck is paying these hospital bills? Like, this isn't well, absolutely unrealistic. The continuation of that, they have a service and they bury this yes. real doll in a real graveyard. Yes. Like, come on. Like, that's, that is preposterous. I yes. Mean. So, so, oh, God. Ruined well, that, it. Well, that to me went hand in hand with... How is everyone just so cool with this and not going to mock him or do anything? Like, it just seemed super unlikely. Um, I mean, I liked it overall, actually. I thought it was like a funny, interesting kind of storyline. And like, he's like a, you know, sweet, nice guy. And then talks about their family Mm -hmm. issues and whatever. All that kind of stuff. And overall, I liked it. It was touching and it was cute. And, you know, like I said, I will... uh, proportionally suspend my disbelief based on like whatever the story is. And I just could not believe that they would hospitalize a freaking doll. I mean, even in Canada, definitely not in America. Cause like that's freaking like thousands of dollars. Also he, so the girl went, the doll went into a coma and that could have been the end of it. But for some reason she somehow got better Right. And then had a relapse where he, she went and fell into the lake and drowned. So that was psychotic. I would never, if for all the shit that he pulled before, I could still see the girl being, oh, he's cute. He can't, you know, he's socially awkward or whatever. But when he fucking <laughs> drowned his girlfriend to get out of the relationship, I'd be like, oh, that's a bridge too far. Like, no, sorry, dude. Like, you seem like a psycho. So do you think he was still believing or... I guess, do you think that he ever really believed she was real? Or he was just... I have no idea if he believed she was... I guess... I, I, I feel like I did believe... Also, he got mad. Remember um, when she was going to like some banquet dinner or whatever? She had plans. Yeah, she had plans without him. <laughs> he fucking flipped out. And, right. the, and the friend of the doll is like... It's on her calendar. And he's like, Oh, why should I have to check her calendar? Why didn't she tell me? And it's like... Well, dude, you're the only one that right. can like facilitate that fucking exchange. Uh, it was, yeah. Uh, Lars is not a good guy. <laughs> Sorry, I don't care. <laughs> would not recommend. I would probably recommend it. I actually gave it four stars. <gasps> four stars? Yeah, it's a week four. But four star. That's what you gave Inside Out. I gave Inside Out three stars. <gasps> you think that was better than Inside Out? I overall liked it. And to Mm, me, once you get over the fact that this is not really going to happen in real life, I thought it was like pretty well done. I thought most of the acting was pretty good. Yeah, the acting was great. To me, it's like, and for some stupid reason, I had like seen, I'd never seen a trailer for it or anything, but I always thought, I didn't know it was Ryan Gosling who played the main character. I thought it was, who did I say? David Arquette. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which made more kind of goofy sense. Right, right, right. Because he seems yes. like that, that kind of guy. Totally. Right, yeah. And it's almost like Ryan Gosling was acting as David Arquette or something. That's oh nice. my gosh, yeah. That's but, um, so true. But he, it was good acting, I thought, all throughout it and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was like real realistic. I mean, but no, that acting was good, but the story was just like preposterous. But once you give up on that, it's not really. I think that they wanted it to seem like a real reality, though. I don't think they wanted it to seem preposterous. I think they wanted... The feeling that I got was that the one guy's actions were unrealistic and preposterous, but everyone else in the town kind of had some sense, but I don't know, maybe not. Anyway, I would give that one like two stars. Wow, really? Yeah. Huh. I thought it was well done. Okay. I mean, I liked it. Cool, cool, cool. So, next one on our list is Always Be My Maybe. That's on Netflix um, with Randall Park and Ali Wong. Um, You slept through a lot of that one, I think. I see a pattern here. (laughs) Like in my notes, I started writing my notes on it, and I realized about halfway through the notes, this is like the same notes I was writing for Murder Mystery. It's like (laughs) very... Told kind of story, very formula, no real kind of interesting story to me or anything. Um, I like the actors in it; they did pretty good. They're pretty funny, and I like I like both of those you know main characters and stuff. But it was just it's kind of boring. I just didn't care what happened or anything. It was just I thought the beginning was really cute. How they like got together, um, and then. <laughs> I'm not sure if you were awake for this part, but were you awake for the Keanu Reeves part? Oh, part of it, yeah. That part was fucking hilarious. (laughs) I forgot about that, that, actually. That was super funny and, like, super (laughs) unexpected. (laughs) Right. I forgot about that. Okay. I don't think I saw the whole part. Yeah. I think he dozed off for that one. But you're right. I mean, it did. you knew they were going to get together at the end. You knew that the boyfriend wasn't good for her and they were not going to make it and I mean as soon as he went into the restaurant at the end the New York restaurant I was like oh yeah she did everything that he said she should do and stuff so yeah it wasn't there were no surprises for sure but I still thought it was good and I would totally recommend it I will give it a three and a half I think wow I gave it a two but then I might give it a maybe two and a half or so. I forgot about that Keanu part. That was kind of a cool little thing. <laughs> I'm using my three-star recommendation. Like Shawshank is the, you know, kind of like the standard for that. So if it's as good as Shawshank, which I think it was, it was really? just, yeah, I think the acting was just as good. The story was just as. The story wasn't even as good. It's like basically storyless. So is Shawshank. What do you mean? I mean, the story in that one was so obvious. Only because you knew. I guess. I mean, I feel like even back in the 90s, you knew what was going to happen. But maybe not. Anyway, I still think it's worthy of a three. Okay. I'll go as high as 2.5. Okay. That's cool. I get it. Okay. Next is Honey Boy, which um, I think that's like a sleeper. Like, I don't think many people have heard of it. It's on Prime, and it's actually a semi-autobiographical movie about Shia LaBeouf's upbringing with his um, alcoholic rodeo clown father. I'm sure most people know who Shia LaBeouf is. What did you think of that? I really like that. Yeah. I didn't really know... The whole Shia LaBeouf story. I mean, I I knew he was like the child actor on Nickelodeon or Mm -hmm. whatever, that one show. And then... Even Stevens. 
Right. And I knew he was kind of in the Transformer things. And then I kind of thought he had whatever issues, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know any of the details about it. So it was interesting. Right. And then it was, I thought it was um, really well done. I, I thought, thought it was really, really good, Really well written, written. And I thought the acting was really good. The performances, I thought, were outstanding. Especially the kid. Yeah. Well, him and Shia, yeah. him as his, as his own dad was yes. good too. I mean, he was he was really good playing his dad. The dad was not really a likable character at all, <laughs> right. and, but he played him with some kind of compassion or whatever. So you didn't like Alright, hate the guy. Yeah, he was a jerk and everything, and you know had obviously tons of his own problems. Yeah. But um, wasn't like a totally bad guy. I mean, you got at least the feeling he. Kind of wanted what was best for the kid, even though he never went about it the right way and was very selfish and yeah. lots of other self-destructive yeah. kind of things. Yeah, totally. Um, but good, really good acting, I thought. Yeah, it was. It was the story was, I thought was really yeah. good. The story was the ending, good. like kind of anticlimactic ending, but maybe it's not much of a climax. I mean, Shia LaBeouf is not dead or no, right. nothing crazy has happened, yeah. right? So I guess. Yeah. Well, I went. I read more about it afterward. Because oh, yeah. I wanted to know more about it, um, how much of it actually was true, and a lot of the things that happened in the movie were true. At least Shia LaBeouf has said in interviews that they are, or that he talked about them prior to to this. And then I guess um, they did have a reconciliation uh, when, as an adult, after he went through rehab or whatever, mm. and um, he told them that he was going to make a movie about him. So I would I would totally recommend that. I would give that one I would give that four four stars, I think. I would totally recommend it. I gave it four stars as well. Yeah. I didn't think the the acting of the what was supposed to be like the current age of Shia LaBeouf was that great. Yeah, he was but the kid Shia LaBeouf yeah. and then the dad that Shia LaBeouf actually played. <laughs> both super good. Yeah. The young Shia LaBeouf um Otis was was really, really good. A lot of, because that was a really emotional role, and yeah. he had to play a lot of really emotional scenes, and it was good. Never seemed like overdone or anything like that. It was, it seemed really authentic. Kind of seemed like what a kid would really act like. In exactly. That situation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, with that kind of upbringing, that, right? You know, right. Circumstances. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I would highly recommend that. Me too. Me too. Um, the next uh, film we watched is, or film, it was a freaking movie, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. What was it? I just put Scott Pilgrim. I, I think, think it's, it's called Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah. Which Julian has been trying to get us to watch for like years. Right, right. Yeah. And I can see why after yeah. seeing it. Yeah. Um, I would give that one probably a three, though, because it was pretty good, but it was not as great as Julian made it out to be. But it was on Netflix, like, 30 funniest movies on this month or whatever. I mean, maybe I it's... I didn't think, like, yeah, necessarily the story was, like, so crazy good or, like, um, the acting was, it was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't, like, anything great like that. I love the whole stylistic twist or whatever yeah. of, like, they're kind of, like, living in a video game yeah, yeah. and certain things. right. So I kind of, I'm not a big gamer person, but so I see why Julian loved it. Yeah, yeah. So that was a really cool, interesting, I thought, yeah, twist, and that made it pretty good. And there was that good performances, and I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and that was kind of a little bit of an all-star 
cast too. Yeah. And once I started watching, oh man, I like that person's in it too. And, yeah. yeah. Jason Schwartzman, who's been in like three things that we've watched on Netflix <laughs> right. recently. <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty funny. I, I would recommend it. If I, I mean, don't have high hopes for it. I don't like think it's going to be like a super great movie, but it's it was fun to watch. Yeah, I gave it I gave it three stars. Yeah, I think it's three star worthy. Yeah, it was as good as Shawshank, better than Blade Runner. I just like the whole yes, yeah. Poor Blade Runner. I still can't get over like. <laughs> kind of bummed i want i really wanted to like it but me too anyways but we didn't yeah <laughs> so last on our list is the movie that we watched last night which was up that's on disney plus uh it's another pixar movie and i thought it was very very good um pixar is like on fire oh in our movie in our shelter in place movie you know event going on yeah i gotta say that was well, I'll just, I, got, I give it five stars. Oh, wow. Yeah. I probably would give it, I think I gave Coco five stars, so I would give that one five stars, too. I can't, I can't really tell which one I like better, Coco or Up. They were both, like, very, very high up there as far as um, a compelling story. Emotional, for sure. Oh, yeah. That was a super emotional one. Yeah. I just thought it was really good overall. And, again, this one had, like, some really good animation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. The little boy, Russell, he was so good. So good. I like the way they told the story, too. Yeah. And like, the guy's whole life is reduced to a, a few minutes of a blip, you know, basically. Yeah. Until his old age. Right. And that was kind of cool, though, to see it all, yes. their whole life together yeah, as a yeah. kid and then growing up and, you know, whatever, and the wife dying and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler. there's spoilers here. I thought it was a great story and just like yeah. super overall well done. Right. And so like, you know, going along with the thing of my rip, uh, suspension of belief. <laughs> right. So even though a movie is animated, that doesn't mean that it's like a free pass to do whatever. Right. Unless your expectations of reality have been set, you know, a, to a certain degree. So as soon as the guy lifted the house off with balloons, then I, I mean, that's the level right there. Like, right. Anything that level didn't come for a while. It was very just normal reality for a lot of the movie. Well. But then once that happened, it was But that happened, on, like, right you know? at the beginning, though. I mean, it right, was, like, pretty right. much right after they told, like, the origin story of the dude. And, oh, like, his... Yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So... Even though a lot of the stuff that happened after was pretty preposterous, um, it was it all made it if you made sense together. Float away with That's what I'm saying. balloons, then yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Nothing after that was that much more unrealistic, including having a dog be your chef. <laughs> that was like, how is the dog cooking? Well, I don't know, but the dogs was, were good in it. <laughs> the dogs were so good. <laughs> <laughs> I already told you but like uh, one of the gags in the movie is the dogs are all they have these things on their collars where they can talk makes oh, them, yeah. so you can talk to a person so they're all talking like normal conversation and then all of a sudden they're like squirrel and they're like you know <laughs> dash off or whatever hilarious yeah it was pretty funny <laughs> good yeah five stars I'm say yeah it was like so 
It's a touching story, yeah. and then just like I don't know. I'm getting the idea on these uh, Pixar ones. They're always trying to have some kind of deep moral or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah, it's not just a kid movie. It's adults can totally enjoy it and get like something out of it. And for what was the main guy's name? The character? Carl. Carl. The old man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Carl. Like. Um, it was kind of like almost somewhat of a redemption story for him. Like he yeah. had a good life and mm-hmm. stuff and, you know, obviously loved his wife and all that kind of stuff and they couldn't have kids or whatever. But then in more spoilers, the wife dies and he's like <laughs> super alone and loses his house and all this, you know, stuff, whatever. But then he, you know, finds this kid or whatever who doesn't have a dad. And then yeah. Like, yeah. It was pretty great. The But the emotion is, is honest and authentic. It, I feel like it just totally fits in the story, with which all the Pixar movies that we've watched so far have had, like, an emotional component. Like, definitely, you're watching this animated, goofy movie, and you're, like, tearing up <laughs> watching it, and it never feels like they're... It's not like saccharine. It's not like they're right, just right. pushing buttons to make... It's like, it, right. it totally fits in the story. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, that's what it is. And as I was writing these notes for our little list of movies here, it's one of the kept things I kept thinking about the Pixar movies. You know, one, that they're great. And they're usually very well done, man. Just, I guess maybe you don't notice, or I don't notice some quality type things of production or whatever that often, unless it's something really good. But, like, it stands apart a lot. Like, Yeah. And I like animated movies and animated stuff or whatever mm-hmm. anyways. But they just do such a great, great job, man. Yeah. But the emotional thing, yeah. And as you know, I'm, I can be pretty emotional for dumb things like movies and songs and stuff. And I think I probably like shed tears in all three of those yeah. Pixar movies that we watched. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely teared up like more than once. They were really good. And, the, and again, the animation is just so beyond. I, I'm just blown away by the uh, their ability to capture emotions and make them seem super authentic and realistic in animation. Right. Whatever they, how they do it, it like it makes me at least it makes me feel it like or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just watching them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course they have dialogue and stuff too. Right. Right. Like, right. But I mean, so like if you're watching a really great actor act, then there's a lot that they can convey with right. just like their facial expressions yeah. that are not verbal or whatever. So. To be able to, like, animate that just seems really amazing because it's such a human, personal thing. And then to be able to, like, draw it or animate it on a computer just seems like, wow, that is freaking awesome. Very good. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Well, thank you for um, recording the podcast with me today. My pleasure. I've been wanting to do a, a lockdown movie review for a little while. Um, well, you're in luck, so I don't think this is anything anytime soon. So. I feel like we're going to have another one, like, probably in a couple <laughs> weeks, too. <laughs> yeah, what are we going to watch tonight, do you think? I have no idea. We still have Toy Story 4 on deck. For some reason, I don't have as high hopes for that. I heard it was really good. Maybe just because I already know the story and I've seen the other ones. So it's but not... I've, so I've heard that it's different, oh, yeah. that they've... I don't really want to, I don't know that much about it, so I don't want to, like, sound like a moron, so I don't want to just, like, say, but I feel like there's, like, some kind of component to the story that, that's new and different for a us. At least? <laughs> yeah, a little bit of one. 
Cool. All right. Okay, cool. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to What Are We Even Doing? If you've seen any of these movies and would like to share your opinions, we'd love to hear it. Leave a message at 619-352-0051, especially if you like Blade Runner. We would love to talk to you about that. Bye!